Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa, www.islamhouse.com is pleased to present to you this lecture, entitled Polygamy in Islam by Muhammad Sayyid Adli. واتقوا الله الذي تسالون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجدين أبعد الله سبحانه وتعالى أن هذا هو الوان وردي أبعد أسيك الزلب الجايدنس أبعد سجبنس أبعد أن أترفت أن أسيك رفوج أن أمائك الله from the evil of our passion. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah of the Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is the Sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. In this lecture, inshallah, we discuss one of the issues related to family or marriage. And basically, we're going to be talking about multi-marriage or rural marriage or whatever term that you want use. And the main verse that we're using today is Surah Nisa, Surah number 4. And the verse is number three. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is stating, When khiftum alla tuqsutu fil yatama, fankihu ma taba lakum minal nisai masna, wa sulasa wa ruba'a. Fain khiftum alla ta'abilu fawahida, amma malakat aymanukum, zalika amna amna ta'ulu. This verse, Surah Nisa, Surah number 4, verse number 3, it talks about multi-marriage. What is the term that we use in Ta'adud al-Dawjad? Religiously or polygamy or whatever term that you may utilize in, basically, Islam has permitted a man to marry more than one wife. Islam has forbid a woman to have more than one husband. 
So this is the difference between two terminology, polygyny and polygamy or whatever polygyny. That one is utilized for what is known in Western society for a woman to have a husband as a boyfriend or have more than one friend, boyfriend, or having more than husband. And we're going to talk about this, which is not permissible in an Islam. Now we talk about ta'adid al-dajjat, not ta'adid al-adwaj, that means having more than one wife. Some people they call it multi-marriage, or some people they call it plural marriage. Whatever terms they use, that means a man having more than one wife. First of all, we have to understand that it's permissible. Okay? And this is not something which Islam has started. Having more than one wife has been known in the Sharia before the previous Muslim community in the time of the Prophet Isa, the Prophet Moses, the Prophet Abraham. If I'm using most of those prophets, they have more than one wife. Okay? The Prophet Ibrahim, we understand what happened actually with Ibrahim, why he migrated and having Sarah and have Hagar. So, we know that the prophets, and even in some statement in the previous book, like the present Bible nowadays, okay? It talks about the Prophet David, the Prophet Sulaiman, and how they had many wives, and in the Hadith, that the Prophet Sallallahu telling us about the Prophet Sulaiman, when he made intention that to have intercourse with a hundred wives, a hundred of his wives, that each one will bring a boy, and that he will be a mujahid, fi sabirillah. But he didn't say, Inshallah. So as a result of this, the angel said to say, Inshallah, he didn't say, Inshallah. And none of them became pregnant except one, and she gave also, she didn't give a full boy, but with a half boy. Alright? So these things basically to let us know that Islam didn't start the multi-wives or the multi-marriage has been known in the previous books, in the previous nations and a lot of prophets they've been married more than one time. Although that we understand it's not everything that permitted before is going to be permitted in our deen unless Allah or His Messenger will tell us something about it. So in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this statement. And what we understand in this statement, <coughs> that Allah has revealed these verses because some men, they used to have a orphan girls that under his supervision, under, under his guardianship, he was the one over them. And he may like her, or that he based by her beauty and want to marry her. But since he is her guardian, that means in charge of her property, he may fear that he may not be just with her. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to tell him, وَإِنْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تُقْسُطُوا فِي يَتَانَ If you fear that you are not going to be fair and just with the orphan women, so, marry of your own choice what's pleasing to you. Among the women, two or three or four. But if you fear injustice between them, so, stick to one. Alright? So, a man who are in charge, somebody will say, Brother Abdullah, he asked 
known that when he died, that he will take care of his family and watch over his children and his family. So when the brother passed away, Mahmoud became a guardian over the children. And among the children, that there's some girls. And he's interested to marry one of these girls. But he is the same one in the charge also of the girls and the boys and the property and the business and the money. So he may be marrying her, it's not going to be fair to her how much dowry he paid for her, how much he's taken from her property or anything. So Allah gives instruction to the believers. Those who are in the charge of orphan girls, if they think that they may be not going to be fair to them, so Allah made love for you as a woman. So stay away from this doubtful, or that you may think that you are not going to do fair to them, so many other women that you are not a worry over them, that you are not guardian over them, that you are not doing business with their money, that you are not in charge with their economic, turn some other, other women and marry what is pleasing to you from other women that you are not in charge of their affairs. And marry what? He said you can marry two or three or you can marry four. Okay? So the Sharia, the Quran, has made marrying more than one woman permissible. More than one woman permissible by the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And some people just wasted the verses and say, no, you need to read the verse before and the verse after. This doesn't say this. And they try to make excuse that try to be transposed to say that there is nothing called multi-marriage in Islam because they've been affected by the Western society and Western education and they try to find excuses in Islam that a man could not marry more than woman. One woman, because it's not fair, this is not just, and if so, so the woman could, wife could not have the same wife, the man can have two wives, three wives, four wives, so why also the woman does not have two husbands, three husbands, like this? Why? Because they've been affected by the Kufar society, and they will try to candy coat this Islam, and they bring the Islam in a way, in a manner pleasing to them. You don't have to please anybody, okay? You present Islam as it came from Allah, as it came from the Prophet You don't have to make any excuse, all right? You don't have to make any excuse why Allah legislates this. If anybody wants to accept Islam as is, alhamdulillah, they don't want to accept it, hell fire is spacious and big enough to accommodate all the kuffar. You don't have to switch Islam, to Americanize Islam, to candy coated Islam, so the kuffar will accept it and say, yeah, man, this civilization amount two or three or four. And if you fear that you cannot do justice to so many, then one only for one only. All the captains that your right hand would this. Thus it is more likely that you will not do injustice. Alright. Those people who try to twist this verse and say not, you could not marry a woman except there is a reason, a second wife, third wife, fourth wife, except a reason. Now they're going to start with the, with the end of the verse. Because the, the, text, the, the end of the verse is say what? That if you think you could not be just between you the women, stick to one or or what? Or whatever your right hand would do. Why right hand would do? Because with the right hand would do, you don't have to worry about justice. So this is going to complicate the subject to the people more. Because they try to tell you there is nothing called multi-marginal Islam. But there is something else in Islam. You can have one and two and three and four wives. And in addition to this, you can write, have the right hand with this. So what is this right hand with this? This is talking about here. 
use hair is free with hair, whatever. She cook for you, clean your toes, uh, cut your nails, whatever that you want, brush your teeth for you. She's your slave. Right? So Islam allows these two things. Multi-wise as well as right hand with nails. Excuse me, brothers, I'm sorry, I, I came here and I catch a cold in your filly. I didn't bring it with me, all right? But it's fine, we're about to finish. We have one lecture more to go, and I think I can make it, inshallah. The same thing that happens, the Arabs, they used to have multi-wives. But when they get into Islam, look like what happened with Qais ibn al-Harith, قال أسلمت وعندي ثماني نسوة فأتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقلت له فقال اختر منهن أربعة so the hadith explains also the Quran and this one of the sahaba and this is not the only case this sahabi is there ابن الحارس he said, Qais ibn Harith said, I took shahada, I became Muslim. And I have eight wives. He have what? Eight wives. So now he went to the Prophet sallallahu and said, O Prophet of Allah, now I'm a Muslim. And I have eight wives. What I can do about them? He said, he choose or select four of them and release the rest. So Islam didn't come to abrogate the multi-wives, but confirm it and came to shame it and put it in the right way. How? By making the limit four, by making condition of fairness, right? This is what Islam came about. Islam didn't come to abrogate it because it existed before Islam. Among the Arab, among the Jewish, among the Christian, among the prophets before. Okay? But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, although He allow more than one wife, Allah made a condition. What is the condition? We have two conditions here. One is the general condition which applies to one wife or two wives. Or four wives. What it is? It says that يا معشر الشباب من استطاع منكم الباء فليتزوج فإنه أغض للبصر وأحفظ للفرج ومن لم يستطع فعليه بالصوم فإنه له جاه. The Prophet of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said, Oh young men, those who have the means to get married, let them get married. <coughs> Why? The Prophet said, because this will help you to know your gain and protect your private part. But those who don't have the means to get married, you still go ahead for marriage? You say, no, fast. Because fasting will be a protection, will weaken your desire. You see? When you fast and you leave the Adam and the discipline of fasting, it will help you look into the women, Going and coming in the street, it keeps you from haram. So the Prophet made the condition to get married that you have the means. And economics and money is part of the means. You have to be healthy enough, you have to be wise enough, you have to be have some money, you're going to pay the dowry, you're going to be paying rent, you're responsible. Marriage is not a joke, it's a responsibility. You see? So, if you don't have it for one woman, of course you could not have the second one. How you could not even pay the expenses of one wife, and now you're going to get the second wife. So it doesn't matter if it's one or four, you are responsible. Except if she forgo, like what we say today in the, I think we, yeah, in the registration today, we're talking about maybe a rich woman looking for Somebody, and when she found this brother, say, Hey, dude. Say, bro. Yes, man. 
Uh, are you single? No, ma'am. You married? Yes. How many wives you got? I have only two. So, your dish still have more room for more. No, no, sister, I really I could not because I'm working two jobs now, right? I could not say, come on, man, don't worry about this. Alhamdulillah, Allah bless me, brother, I have all this. Fourth Avenue is mine. Half of Philly is blown to my family. And I inherit from my father all this. Same building that you see down in the street. I don't need your money. I don't need your money, beauty. Handsome, I don't need your money. Would you marry me? So the brother starts and rubbing his eyes, scratching his head. Oh, what's going to happen now? Yeah, I don't have the means, but she's telling me now. Don't worry about it, so. Yeah, but maybe the first wife will, 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 will hit me on my head. You understand that the other one, you may be going to put a wire across the, the steps while I'm going down the stairs in the morning, I will fall in my face and... So, but he has all in avenues, the sister told him, oh, worry about money. Can he marry her if you want? Yes, because this is her right to be maintained and she ready to forgo her life. This is her choice. This is her choice. And we also, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, we understand that a man came to get married and he doesn't even have the money to make the family. And the Prophet ﷺ said, go man, get something. And go and come and tell Prophet of Allah, I don't have anything. Finally, the Prophet said, go and look even for a ring from metal. That means go find even 50 cents in your house. Can you find a 50 cent to pay dowry? Go and get a ring from iron. Something, at least you can get her something, man. And the man go back again and come to you, Prophet of Allah. Why Allah, I don't have anything to give her. And you know, most of the Arabs, they used to wear two pieces of clothes. Okay? Like when people go for Hajj, they wear in one piece called Izar and Rida. Izar to cover his waist from the navel to the knee. And the Rida to put it in his shoulder. And this man, like our language nowadays, he doesn't even have a t-shirt. You know when you go to some restaurant and say, no t-shirt, no shoes, no serving. Alright? So this Sahabi, may Allah bless him and reward him, he doesn't even have a t-shirt. All what he has is this towel. He rubbed it in his ways to cover his private part. This is all what he got. This is all what he owned. The Prophet of Allah, all what I got is this. I can give it to her as a dowry. The Prophet said, what she's going to do with it? If she wear it, you'll be naked. And if you wear it, she will be naked. So that means the man has zero. So finally the Prophet asked him, zero. Do you know any Qur'an? Say yes, Prophet of Allah. I know Surah Tachi and Surah Tachi Said, okay, fine, good. I will marry this woman, give you this woman in marriage. And her dowry is that you teach her whatever you know from the Qur'an. Fine, fine. Congratulations, you are married. So the Prophet of Allah has before marriage with a man who has no money. But the woman was aware about his condition. He didn't say, oh, man, don't worry about it. My uncle is the real thing. And then you understand, I have this talk, you understand, such thousands of dollars. And he fooled her after she got married. He doesn't even own a 1985 Chevy car. Honey, how are you going to work? I've been looking, I really, really been putting application in many places, I could not find it. What? And how are you going? Oh, I have a bike, a borrowed bike of Brother Abdul Majid. Because I'm going to write it down and look for a job. You could not deceive somebody telling them that you are and you have. But if you come tell her sister, I'm here, but I don't have it. You want to marry me? Alhamdulillah, you know? Tell her I'm like, give your brother who have it. Say, no brother, I want you. 
Kan ibarat dia. Jetikan. Mula mesti garisin this. But we say it is permissible. If the woman choose. Why? Because it is her right to forgo. Alright? She can forgo her right of uh, maintenance. Shelter. Whatever it is. She say, all what I want you. Alright? And we can sleep under the rain. Right? We're going to be sleeping in the bushes. And she starts all the day dreaming of stuff. I love you, you love me. And now when it's rain, we're going to understand to count the drops. And when it's snow, we'll be like under some wind, the clouds, and all this stuff, you see. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, you know. And so she sees the clouds will be a different clouds, eh? Anyway. So one of the conditions of marriage is that you have enough. Except if you be serious and honest with the woman and tell her. What is the second condition? Is firmness to be just and fair. What does this mean? That if you have two wives, you want to spend one night here, you spend one night here. You spend two nights here, you spend two nights here. You buy this woman a bag of apples, you bring here a bag of apples. Not to buy banana here because banana much cheaper than apples, okay? And you take apples to the other one. Except one loves banana and one likes apples. So then tell him, no, I'm sorry, I have to be fair. You better eat apples, no banana for you. But honey, I don't eat. It's too much for my teeth. You see? But you have to be fair. This is a condition of having more than one wife. So what the Prophet, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِمْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا If you fear that you'll be unjust, unfair with your wife, it's take to one. It's take to what? To one. فَإِمْ خِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا Or, مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ Or your right hand with this, because you don't have to worry about right hand with this, where you spent the night last night, or where, where, nothing. Okay? So we understand that having more than one wife is permitted by Islam, it's permissible, and it is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We understand that out of Allah's mercy that he made more than one wife is optional or it's sunnah, he doesn't make it obligatory. Otherwise all of us will be in this trouble. You see? Because some of us could not handle, you understand, the financial responsibility of more than one wife. And even some of us can, but could not handle it. Here, I'm saying. You understand? Some people, you tell them, you say, brother, please, give me a break. I have one woman, I could not deal with her. Can you imagine if I have two women? I will be in the crazy hospital. You see? He say, I only have one woman and I barely can deal with her. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make it obligatory in us. You see? Because not everybody ready for multi-wives. And not everybody can handle more than one woman. Barely some people can handle a whole woman. <laughs> you like I'm sick tonight, otherwise you will hear it. <laughs> okay? Also, we understand that it's most have is better sinner. Okay, somebody would say to me, okay, brother, if Hamza had the ability financially and physically and mentally and, 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 is it better to stick with one or have more than one? If you're talking about more reward, more wife. Because it's important maintaining Discipline teaching more than one woman. And this also talking about more children. So you get more reward. Listen to the Abbas radiallahu anhu, Allah be pleased with him, is saying, in the khayra havihi al-ummah, aktaruha nisa'ah. The best among this nation, this ummah, those who have more women, more wives. Okay? Also, we found that the Sahaba, Or before the Sahaba, we know that the Prophet sallallahu he had 11 wives. And when he died, he died and he left what? Nine wives. Allah has made this special 
only for the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he has the right to have more than four. Okay? This only speciality for the Prophet Muhammad وسلم. So the Prophet وسلم, he himself, he has multi-wife. The Sahaba, the Sahaba, most of the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet وسلم, they have more than one wife. The Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is said what the meaning is تَنَاكَحُوا تَنَاسَلُوا فَإِنِّي مُكَاسِرٌ بِكُمُ الْأُمَمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Get married, have a lot of children because of the brown and competing with the other nations with your number in the day of judgment. And of course, a person who have one wife he could not have more children than a man who have two and three and four wives. Okay? So the more wives mean can be what? More children. So this also will be good and more rewarding because you will be fulfilling the desire of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The scholars in general understood that multi-marriage is more rewarding than one wife. He said because, he said because Allah started in the verse with the power, not with the single number. He said, So Allah starts with what? With multi-numbers, he didn't start with what? With the single. He didn't say, get one wife. He said that Marry what you admire or what you like from women, two, three, up to four. But if you fear being unjust, stick to one. In actuality, brothers and sisters, multi-marriage, having more than one wife, it is the common sunnah of Allah among all His creation, not only among mankind. Okay? Thank you. You can look among the birds, the animals, the fishes, name it, any of Allah's creation. Any Allah's creation. You found Allah put it in this way. Okay? Male have more than one female. And let's listen. Be a little bit realistic. And let's look to this subject from another point of view, from another angle. Let's look to our present condition as examples. In Philadelphia as example, does anybody know the number, the ratio of women compared to men? Does anybody know? Huh? 10 to 1? I think it's 14 to 1. But let's say that it's 10 to 1. Alright? 10 to 1. Let's now for a moment close our eyes about what the Quran saying, what the Prophet saying, and what the Muslims believe. If in Philly, for every man, there is 10 women exist, what's going to happen if every man, Christian or a Jew or whatever he is, Marry only one woman. What is going to happen to nine women that live? They have no husband. Yes. Okay. Attacking them physically. <laughs> they are not going to attack him only. We know what's happening, okay? We know what's happening. But I'm talking to you to, to let you know that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making sharia and making a law and making something permissible, Allah knows what's going on. Allah knows the future. Allah knows what's going to happen. You see? So, if we want to solve the problem, living in a place like in America as a government, what should this consider again is the law? How are you going to solve the problem of these women? If every man only responsible about one woman, what's going to happen 
to these nine women that without husband. Now we can see the sexual illness, sickness, mentally and physically is going to be spreading in the society. There is no solution except multi-marriage. You see? What about a condition that the government when wars have mostly soldiers, the soldiers are men. Except a few cases like in America and Russia and all the things, they put a few females here and there, okay, maybe cooking in the kitchen and things like that. But most of the, the ones who died was, are men. So, with all this war that's happening, how are we going to solve the problem of those women that their husband has died, passed away in the war? How are you going to solve this problem if there is no permissibility for more than one one wife? You see? So there is no other solution except the solution that Allah has made for mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy, he legislates a law which will make our deen, our dunya, our akhirah to be good. And whosoever deviates and deviates from the law of Allah, he is not ever, ever can get a better solution and is not going to be a solution except the solution which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted in the Quran. And here, before I close, I want to come with some kind of words of advice, like say, let me whisper in your ear, especially if you are a sister or a brother, and you are in a case of multi-wives or your husband about to get married. Let me whisper in your ear and tell you something. Remember that the believers, male and female, are the friend and the protector of one another. The Prophet of Allah said, None of you will be a true believer unless he loves for his brother whatever he loves for himself. Otherwise, none of you sister will be a true believer until you love for your Muslim sister what you love for yourself. Or are you going to put yourself in her position? A sister with four kids, her husband died, or her husband divorced her, she has a job, everything, but she is lonely. She doesn't even have somebody to talk to her. Would you like to be in her position? Husband can give her a hundred dollar uh, or fifty dollar every every month, but she's working for money. She's not worried about your husband's money. She needs some company. She's a human being like you. She needs a man to touch her, to talk to her, sometimes to give her a direction or something. Why are you going to put an obstacle in your sister? Or why have to be my husband? If it's not your own husband, it will be somebody else's husband. Huh? Somebody has to make the sacrifice. Yeah, brother, but who I have to be my husband? Why does it have to be my husband, sister? Why? What about if it's this your case? If it's your case, would you really would like somebody to marry you or no? But now she doesn't have an answer. Okay? So out of faith, that we need to think about others and we try to help others and to be there for them for the moment of their needs and their wants. I would like to say something to you, my dear respected Muslim sister. Why you do not try to benefit out of multi-marriage instead of make it a way of destruction for your own marriage? You know what? Sometimes you would like to have a quality time with your own husband. And you barely can find somebody to be a babysitter for your children. So now, if you have a co-wife, you see, maybe she will be ready to help you, and she can be a babysitter for your kids, so you can have a quality time 
you and your husband can go to the restaurant and enjoy your dinner together without all this noise that you hear it day and night. Mommy, 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 mommy. Why you don't put your hands together, you and your co-wife, and now this is a good opportunity that you have additional member in the family and you can start your own business, you and your co-wife and your husband. Why not, why not? There are many things that you can benefit out of having a co-wife. You see? Maybe she more learning than you in an Islam. Maybe she will help you to learn more about your deen. And the bottom line, why don't care about the blessings? That you get blessings by helping your Muslim sister. So why we not to try to make something good out of it and instead of having a long face, crying their life, and running to the Imam, waiting for the Imam to come because I need my khul now. Give me khul, divorce, khul, divorce. Can we make something good out of it? Of course we can. If we say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, try to have control over our anger, and to try to have control over our emotion, and to try to be reasonable in our decision and the way how we do things. With this, inshallah, I would like to stop here because it can take, uh, but maybe let me also give the brother, sister, give the sister some advice, saying something to the brother who may be planning to do so, get himself in trouble, I mean, uh, get himself in, uh, okay, or that he's already in it. Remember, never talk to your second wife about what is the third wife going to you. Never try to praise one wife in front of the other one. Otherwise, he gets, she will get the baseball bat and will hit you in your head. But your intensive care. Be wise enough. Don't tell your wife anything about the other wife. You see? Because it's going to promote jealousy and envy, and you will be in trouble. Alright? Never try to praise a wife in front of your other wife. Don't carry gossip or the word of a wife about the other wife. Okay? Oh, my, my wife, I could not take this because she said such and such about you. you. You're making a big fitness in the house. See, don't talk to your wife about the other wife, what she said, even if she said it. Remember that the wives of the Prophet ﷺ had went through jealousy and envy. And the Prophet ﷺ was patient with him. Okay? So, we need to learn from the Sunnah of the Prophet that if you are in multi-wife, it's going to require a lot of patience. And you have to be patient with your wife. And you have to understand about the jealousy and the envy that's happening. And you have to cool out and take it easy and don't understand and start screaming and yelling. Because nobody brought it to you except your own self. You choose to be in this situation. Nobody throw it in you. Okay? So, don't you understand? Get mad and try to be cool and try to take things easy and calm down and try to sit down and have family consultation and try to make things work, inshallah. Finally, I would say, keep the dua. The co-wives, they need to make dua, the husband need to make dua, and everybody needs to make dua. And last word of advice I want to give it to the community, take it easy, please. Is enough what is the first wife going through, or the second wife going through? Don't try to be smart as soon you meet her in the mask. Oh, my sister, oh, I realize it's sorry for you. Oh, my sister, I will be bad for what's happening. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, woman? And instead of giving a word of support to your Muslim sister, why are you going to act like as if you understand that the whole life claps 
that the end of life, oh, my heart is with you, my sister, I feel bad about what your husband did to you, I heard he got mad. Is it so, my sister? Please, sister, okay? Is enough is enough, not to add more fuel to the fire. No need for this. Okay? You know the sister already hurt. And she's trying to get over it. And as soon as you start to tell her this, oh boy, forget it. Fire will start again. Alright, brother. In time, got it. Alright, brothers and sisters, Zakumullah Khairan for listening. Hopefully this presentation is beneficial for me as well as you. And we leave the rest of the time. Questions, comments, concerns, or correction. I'm your host, Muhammad Said Adli, alive from Philadelphia. Alaikum Salaam, congratulations in advance. And you too, brother, congratulations in advance. <laughs> Alright. Muhammad is doing the jihad in the, um, when the brothers, um, defeated the enemy and took the women as their booty. And they was able to, uh, even though they had not had wives, they were still able to go into the women yeah. and uh, do as they please. Now, my question is, if that be the case, what would constitute a virtue or fornication under those circumstances if that was permitted? So, brother, if this is permitted, what constitutes a virtue and fornication for a man sleeping with his own wife? Allah make it lawful, this was constitute, okay? A woman walking in the street, you pay her $40, $30, $30, whatever you agree with her about, sleeping with her for an hour, this adultery or fornication, whatever you want to call it. But this woman, Allah gave you the right that you go into her after one message because she was a Catholic disobedient to Allah and His Messenger and she fought against the Muslims. Now, as a form of punishment for him, she became a right hand possessed to be having the support with her without her permission or even without contract. Allah make it this way. Who's me or you to say yes or no? Okay, so, okay, I understand that, but, but I'm trying to understand the fact that if, if that be the case and the, and the brother may have impregnated the sister, what would we'll become of that child, though? The child is legally, okay. It's legally child. This is not, this is not adultery or fornication. You know what something called right hand would be, you would visit like your car. Can somebody tell me where you going with your car? No, not to make it green, to make it yellow, it's your car. So Allah says this woman became yours, without even a dowry, without a... You see, when someone doesn't accept Islam willingly, Allah humiliates them and puts them in a position, what you call right hand possessed, that a man now who possesses him, he has the right to do this with her, without even her consent, without a dowry, without contract. It is. In order. You see? He owes it. doesn't even do something good of giving her one life and his wife one life. No, she doesn't have any condition over him. Allah make it this way. Shukran. I just have two questions. The first question, inshallah, how about uh, if the first wife, she doesn't want to accept the second wife? Okay. That's my first question, and I will leave the second the first after that. The first question is, the first wife doesn't want to quit the second wife. We ask her, are you going to support her? Are you going to maintain her? Are you going to pay her rent? What does it mean you are not accepted? Nobody asks you to accept. All what we ask you, remain in your house and be a wife to the best of your ability. Take care of your children and take care of your house. Nobody asks you to accept anything. Whatever he has outside his other house, this is his business. What we mean by sex? Oh, I could not deal with it. What are you talking about? You could not your emotion. Try to work with it. Make Salah, read Quran. Keep making the eyes of Allah help you. Oh, no, I'm leaving. Who's the loser? Who's the loser? I'm leaving. I want my divorce. Who's losing? You see? It doesn't make sense. When you leave it, you are the loser. So the co the second wife, instead of you to go 
has three days uh, a week, thou should go to have what? The whole week. You see? So you better be smart and remain there, sister. Yeah. Second question. Inshallah, second question. Uh, how are the brothers, they get married like two, and then they put them in the same apartment and room? Okay. If a brother marry a second wife, and he wants to put the second wife in the same apartment, he could not do this without the permission of his first wife. Okay? Because he gave the first wife her dwelling place, which was apartment, two bedroom, and the garden. This is hers. You could not take something from hers to give it to the other one. Except if she accepted it. You see? You need to go to create a different apartment for the second one. Except if you have a big mansion, ten bedroom, and only you and your wife are the cat in this big mansion. Alright? Now, you decide that you're going to sell this mansion and you're going to buy two small houses. This is a different story. But also, I will let you know that in some cases, sister, first wife, or the second wife, she go and look for another wife for her husband. And I lived this experience with my own eyes, and I saw it. Sisters coming and telling me, if you know a good sister in the community, my husband looking for a second wife, and I would like the understand to interview the sister, she's a sister. And she searched for it. So in a case like this, if the first wife is okay with it, and she won't the second wife, and the second wife has no problem except the condition, yes, he can have both of them in the same apartment. This is your room, and this is your room, you share the kitchen. And if you could not take the hint, get out of the kitchen. As long as I can make this short, this um, week, because apparently you are, you know, doing so cold. Thank you. Yes, sir. I like I I make it short and sweet. Now, if there is any kind of, uh, it's far-fetched, but it, it's in the realm of what we see now, this reality, if there's any kind of a, uh, a war with inside the person and a war where it's good and bad between each other remains itself, there's a war where we got to do right or we have to try to do right, and this war is bringing in uh, 14 women to every man, and, and we know it's a war now. And we know that things are getting rough and hot now here in America. And we know there's so many women being uh, abused and so have any type of way to uh, uh, fortify themselves, to get some kind of righteous knowledge within themselves. And we know this is actually going to happen. What is the new world uh, concept of, uh, of bringing the women uh, into the right hand possessed? Here, I'm out of here. There is no new... Okay. There is no new... Just 
as among women, even if you are desired. Can you explain that for me, please? Yes, Inshallah. Yes, there is a verse which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. You will never be able to be fair with women even if you know your best. You try all your best to be just with the women you could know. The understanding of this verse that Allah is talking about the love, the heart, the emotion. You could not have control over your emotion. You may love one wife more than the other, but the physical and the material thing, you have the means if you want to be fair. Same way like I give to my children, one dollar, one dollar, one dollar, I can give to this woman one night, one night, one night, one night, okay? So there is something under your control, which is a physical, tangible thing, and things that is not under your control, which how much your heart will incline to give. As example, you're married to two women, one from Africa and one is Spanish. You didn't get used to this Spanish food, so whenever the African wife cooks for you, you're ready to lick her fingers after the meal. But when the Spanish wife cooks for you, you may hide in your book bag a sandwich from McDonald's. See? So, what you like about... Uh-oh. Uh -oh, it's getting... Uh, 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 that's why you should come from mom. What's happening here, you like something about the Spanish sister, but some men, he's he different from a man to a man. A man, his main concern is it's of course, another man, his main concern is his stomach, the food that he likes. So he inclines more towards the woman that he given him what he likes. The other one doesn't know this. So he inclines more in his heart for the Afro-American one because he makes a garlic cream. What was the name of it? Garlic cream. is for him and bees and all the stuff. So he loves it. So after I finish him and say, honey, give me your finger, let me lick <laughs> Which is a Sunday, you understand? But the Spanish one doesn't know it. So, you don't you see? So we think that a person could not be fair with what's in the house. So don't go and say, honey, I'm going to kiss you three times. <laughs> what, what are you thinking about? Say, because I kissed the other one three times. No, it doesn't go like this. You see? So you may incline to one more than the other in your heart, but still, your obligation to be what? Fair. You buy a watermelon here, buy a watermelon here. You buy a freezer for this woman, buy a deep freezer for this woman. Like this. Okay? So Allah talking in this verse about what? About inclination and the love and the heart, the emotion. Alright? By no means, we could not control it. You see? Yes. Because usually a person became what? He loves the people who became more good to him. So if one wife, when you go, you always the Asheville bottom, okay? Always have aspirin and aspirin. As soon as you enter the house, come on, lady, give me a glass of water. Let me take this aspirin. And the other one, when you go there, she has the oil and she has this and that. Honey, are you done? You need a massage. So what? So you will incline more and more the one she has the oil, the massage. And the one that as soon as you enter, it takes two ice cream. The brother, all they can do is try to make it. <laughs> all right, do we have some sugar in the system? It's a mic. The first one is: uh, Can a man be married to two women? Two women, one Muslim and one not. And it's basically a two-part question. I guess she's okay. married to, to the Muslim. And he wants to marry a, a non-Muslim. If we're talking about permissibility, yes, it is permissible. That means he married a Muslim woman and a Jew woman. Or he married a Muslim woman and a Christian woman. Yes. All right? He can. Nobody can say it's haram. As long as she fulfills the condition of al Kitab. Next question. Next part. Okay. All right, brothers, we appreciate your... Uh,
Last question? No question? This is good. It's time to refresh your door and depending for Tata Isha. I think we still have one and half talk. The half talk is after Fajr and one talk after Zuhr tomorrow. So if you wish, stop by before the Sheikh leaves now, inshallah. Thank you again for listening. And I hope I didn't get anybody's toes tonight. And I'm very grateful that the sister didn't bring eggs and tomatoes to throw in me. And it was nice that the security put them in the different floor. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.